Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkon. Every Tuesday, we trial a different self-care practice and report back to you on the results. And on Friday, we're back in the studio to explore more of the world of wellness with the latest news, interviews, emails from our wonderful listeners and the Self-Care Book Club. Welcome back to Self-Care Club. Wellness Road Tested, the epilogue show. Hi, welcome to Friday's epilogue show where we're taking a deeper dive into this week's practice of grounding. My hangover disappeared, Lauren. That's a little bit too magical. I'm telling you, it disappeared. So listen, I, I, am, I am only bringing the truth in. Yeah, yeah. My hangover disappeared after walking on the grass. Are you still doing it, Lauren? Yes. How's it going? The sheet is still on my bed. I'm not doing anything else. You washed else. it? No, wash day's tomorrow. I'm a little bit worried. Oh, you haven't taken it off yet? No. You promised you would take it off for the I'm epilogue. taking it off tomorrow. Well, that's not helpful. The epilogue's <laughs> been recorded then. Sorry. So we haven't got... I'm scared. We haven't got any research from you without the sheet. No, but I'll give you a bit more of what's happened with the sheet. Okay. On. Um, the dog. Dog who now sleeps in my bed. He is loving the sheet. As in normally he sleeps on the shitty blanket because we don't want him like on our duvet or on our actual sheets because we love him, but he is a dog. Yeah. But he has taken to sort of crawling underneath everything so he can be on the sheet. Oh, has he ever done that before? No. He's never, ever, ever. No. We don't really allow it, but we find him in the morning neck spooning, basically. <laughs> Spooning the sheet. Spooning spaniel. No, spooning us. So he was sheet. drawn to, to the, the sheet. sheet. And he's yes. never done that before. No. He just sits on the blanket, yeah. happy as enemy. Yes. Oh, he, that is amazing. He loves the sheet. And also Josh, my little one, he is normally up, up with the dawn. And he came in, like I don't know, five o'clock one morning, got into the bed on the sheet. I had to wake him up. Busy in your room, isn't it? Oh, it's a very, <laughs> very busy bed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he slept better very soundly, on the sheet. Soundly, yeah, yeah. Well, I have taken the sheet off, and and I had the worst night's sleep when the sheet came off. Wow! Can you believe it? I, I know. I don't. You I mean, don't. Yes, I know you I don't can, believe it. No, I can't. You know which side you're going to go I with? I don't know. Right. I had the worst night's sleep. Yeah. I then went to the gym that morning. All my aches and pains had come up come back like mm. I had this bad neck I mean I don't want to go into it because it's boring but just I was in a lot more sort of discomfort than I was than when I was sleeping with the sheet yeah haven't had any vivid dreams since the sheet has been gone oh yeah not one where I was having really I felt it was like this restful sleep which I haven't quite yeah. had I'm a bit frightened to take the sheet off I, I would lie. be because my sheet's going back on tomorrow and I can't wait <laughs> now Adam is convinced yeah because I keep saying, have you slept? Have you slept? Yeah. You know, desperate for some feedback. Yeah. He doesn't. I've he, done he, the same. He's refusing. refusing to engage. He's refusing to admit that he sleeps better with the sheet on. Does he? Refuse. No. Have you noticed that he sleeps I better? I think he sleeps a lot better. So I just yeah. keep telling yeah. him that he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> he's like, I think I know. You how don't I'm know sleeping. how you slept. I know how you slept. Because I'm your wife. Exactly. Right. Ollie won't engage now. I ask him, how did you sleep? Did you sleep better? Did you have dreams? One morning he told me he had a dream about you. You were a barrister and you were going with him on a train somewhere to do a case. Nice. Yeah. That was... That was <laughs> I don't know most, how I'm supposed to respond to that. That was the most I got out of him. Right. He, but he did say, you were not wearing your wig. <laughs> I'm so glad 
you said wig. <laughs> Your barrister's wig. Any more research or science on grounding? A little. A little. Um, the most solid bit of scientific evidence comes from the NICU units. That's the special care baby units, neonatal intensive care units, um, where they found that the vagal tone of premature babies... What in, is the vagal tone? Oh, please don't ask me. I'm not a, a baby doctor. But um, whatever it is... <laughs> What's the point in the research? Whatever it is, <laughs> it improved by 67%. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I was like, we don't know it. what the fuck it is. No, I was waiting just for so it. you know. Actually, if oh you're my pregnant. god, do you know what? Excuse me, because I knew you were going to ask me that. I actually wrote it down. I was like, I was waiting for it. Nicole Goodman's going to ask me. Bagel tone is a marker. By the way, yeah. Do you want the answer? Because I I've got it. I do. Yeah. I can tell you now. Yeah. I'm not the only person that is asking right. what it is. Well, for you and our listeners, bagel tone is a marker of vulnerability to stress and the risk of developing necrotizing enterocolitis in preterm babies. Okay, has that cleared it up for you? I have a lot more questions. No, let's just leave it there. Also, well, that's, that's a reason to do grounding, I you'll, must say. You'll love this. I spoke to the executive producer of science at the BBC. He's the man. Of who, you did. He's the man who makes Horizon, that proper scientific show. Right. Also, he's written nine books. Most of them are about space, the universe, and black holes. He's quite clever. Okay. And he knows about science. Right. And I asked, the, you're like giving me these big eyes. Well, like I'm just telling you. Because so don't start is, disagreeing with anything question. he says. This is the question I asked him. Do you think there is scientific evidence to support grounding and all the products around grounding? His reply in full. It's bollocks. It's, it really is robbery to even sell the products. It deserves nothing more than to be dismissed. Okay. Has he tried the products? I really don't think right. he's well, going to so try so them. So then he can't say, can he? Because he hasn't tried it. We both have. We've both seen results. And I think it's, un I think it's unfair because if you asked him a different question, like, do people feel better when they surround themselves in nature? He would say yes because there is a lot of scientific evidence to, to prove that. Plus, he would have done it himself. And also, what the grounding products do is allow you to have that experience if you can't get outside. I did actually follow up with, what if you don't use the products, you just ground yourself on the earth and it's yeah, free? Yeah. Still utter bollocks was his reply. Well, then I, me and him are not going to be mates. How can, how the can thing you, is, he hasn't how, been in a black hole, but he knows they're true. This is one man's opinion. Yes, he's very intelligent. I don't deny that. It's only one man's opinion. And there is no doubt that if you go into nature, you feel better. There's no doubt. That's not the thing. It's more about is grounding an actual thing? Is it an actual well, thing? Well, it's about grounding yourself in nature. I'm still on the fence. How Even can, a week later, I'm still on the fence. I can't keep having this conversation with you. How can you still be on the fence? Because you've, the actually, fence. you've used the products and it's worked. Because has it And worked? you're scared to take the sheet off. And the dog Don't likes it. And the seven-year-old, eight-year-old is sleeping better. How, how can you still be on the fence? I think that's unfair. Whilst you yeah. over there and contemplate all that, yeah. can we just remind our listeners that yeah. Groundology have very kindly given self-care clubbers a discount code to use on their sites. So if you want to grab yourself any of the products, I recommend the sheet, you can go to their website, groundology.co.uk, and the, apply the discount code EARTHDAY in capital letters during checkout for your 10% discount. 
I want to know what our listeners had to say about grounding. Well, I asked them if they'd ever heard of earthing slash grounding. Yeah. The options were, I love it. What is it? What do you think? I would say 60% don't know what it is. How do you do that? 67. I'm just so down with the people. <laughs> How do you do that every week? You get it right. 33% love it. Like, okay. love it. And then we had, and then I asked people to tell me more about it. Yeah. And people were really, they, they were so excited about grounding. And I think if you do it, and if it's something that you have experienced, it's something that you really love. So if you're into it, you're really into yeah. it. Yeah. I think okay. people really see the benefits. Okay. That's that's what we got from the listeners. Interesting. Okay. Any emails this yes. week? Yes. I had an email from Catherine. She said, I came across an advert for an earthing sheet shortly after quite a traumatic operation. I was anxious and I was having trouble sleeping. So I thought, let's give it a try. The first couple of nights were great. I woke up with fewer aches and pains and I thought I'd found something there wonderful. There you go. The promotional video was interesting. I wanted to gift one to everyone I knew with any difficulties mentioned, such as my mother-in-law with arthritis. But the magic wore off, although I kept using it. They advised not using it with a mobile phone plugged in as you can get a pins and needles feeling in your arm. This definitely happened at first, but then stopped. I wondered if I had broken my sheet. When I needed to call an electrician out for something, I asked him to check if indeed my sheet was earthed. <laughs> he was at first horrified and worried it was dangerous. But after checking it out, he said there was no safety issue. As he was intrigued, he said he'd watch the info video and report back. Sadly, his view was that all the scientific claims were unfounded, but that it could do no harm. Yeah. The outcome in our household is that I still use the sheet, but mostly as a quick fix in case my son has an accident at night. Money well spent, exclamation mark. <laughs> well, so she uses it. As a wee-wee sheet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really love my sheet. Mm. I really love it. So that is our grounding week in full. Thank you for being in touch. Please keep your messages and emails coming in to tell us your thoughts on any experiences or what, you would, what you've been practising, what you would like us to try, email us hello at selfcareclub.co.uk or come and find us on Instagram at selfcareclubpod. Lauren, I did have a great DM. Yeah. From Lindsay. Yeah. And she says, I'm laughing listening to your discussion about Peloton and Pelotonians. Oh, yes. Annoying linguist here to explain, in French, le Peloton is a group of cyclists riding together. I mean, that totally explains it. Yeah. It. It t I wish that I had known that. Yeah. And I'm very grateful to you, Lindsay, for clarifying that. <laughs> but um, do you know, do you know that I emailed Peloton? I saw something in our inbox. Yeah. From Peloton. What was that about? Because, you know, I said I'm going to bloody email them with yeah. a suggestion. Yeah. But I did. Yeah. I mainly only did it to amuse you. I didn't actually did she think say is she sending like, a bike over? Because that's all I'm interested in. I said... In. I'd like to let you know that moving forward, all users should furthermore be referred to as Pelotonians. That's what I said to them. And I've, to I've told the listeners of my podcast this. She, she fucking replied. What did she, she say? She said, thanks so much for reaching out and sharing the episode. I've had a listen. It's such a great show. You've definitely got a new listener in me. Great. Is um, she sending a bike? They said, I'll put the suggestion forward and I'll email you back. Anyway, I then followed. But that it means up. they're going to have to change all the all the yeah, classes. everything just for me. Yeah, but not just. But for I you, emailed but... them back and I said, "P.S. If you fancied sending did you? Nicole a Peloton, did you? She'd really? be really grateful. Don't bother about sending me one unless you've got one where there's a little wine holder for a glass of wine and a packet of crisps. That I'm into. Otherwise, don't bother. That's what I said. Is she sending me one? She hasn't replied. <laughs> no, she doesn't. Don't say I didn't try for you. I'm manifesting this. 
so really, much I could really you. do with a Peloton this week. I can't yeah. get to the gym and just to hop on the bike for yeah. an hour would yeah. be really fucking helpful. Yeah. Come on, Peloton, please do your thing. I could just, I could just, you could just buy one. <laughs> How about that? I could that? just rent one. How about that? And get over myself. You could. I could. I'm not going to. Okay. No, because I'm convinced I'm, manifesting I'm going to you. manifest this bike. I'm, I'm manifesting this so hard for you. Yeah. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, Jenny says she loved this week's podcast and she's laughing out loud with the Peloton chat. <laughs> well, mine, the Peloton chat was nothing to do with the week. Nothing at all to do with our week. Nothing. No. The thought about having a power hour today, she said, but only had 30 minutes to spare. So decided instead of doing housework and the washing, I'll have a cup of tea in the garden with the chickens and read my book. Excellent self-care, I think. Jenny. Yes, Jenny. agree. 10 points. 10 points. And actually, that could be a power half hour, can't it? It's time for herself. She's using it as she wishes. Yeah. So we say, Jenny. Totally into that. Yeah, you totally did the power half hour. And also, I bet she has really lovely fresh eggs because she has chickens. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, that'd be great. Right. We are going to take a short break. We will see you back here for our wellness news flash and our brand new wellness TV review section. This episode is sponsored by Horizon Studios. If you're travelling this year and looking for high quality, sustainable and beautifully designed luggage, then look no further than Horizon Studios, who've launched two new ranges. The RE series, the world's most sustainable 97% recycled luggage, and now the revolutionary Air series, the world's lightest high-end suitcase. If you have airport anxiety, worrying about the weight of your case when it goes on those scales, then the Air Series is for you and it is definitely for me. The Air Series pushes the boundaries of travel. Each detail is designed and engineered to combine an ultralight and durable product. It's significantly lighter than regular suitcases. Thank goodness, Lauren, that is brilliant. And it comes with a lifetime warranty because the most sustainable suitcase is the one that you only buy once. We used the cases to go to Paris and Wales last year, and as chronic overpackers, we could still wheel them around with ease. We could. Ultra light and compact, the Air Series is made from a premium polycarbonate hard shell with reduced thickness and a recycled lining. It's 100% vegan and produced in a way that is 99% waste-free, blending design and function seamlessly. So, Nicole, you can pack those extra five pairs of shoes with no stress. The entire range is available on the Horizon Studios website and in all leading department stores. Just go to www.horizon-studios.com. Horizon Studios. Let's go further. This week, we are sponsored by Notion. Why do we love Notion? Because it brings our ideas to life. It's like having access to tomorrow's tools today by combining all our research scripts and notes into one simple space with the added power of AI built right inside, not a separate AI tool or browser tab. I used it the other day to plan all our social content for the next three months. It's made what's usually a really long, daunting task super quick, simple and streamlined, leaving us with more time and energy to focus on what truly matters, which is bringing self-care to the listeners and less stress for us. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organise and rediscover the joy of play. And the Notion AI turns that knowledge into action. It can answer any question in seconds, summarise your meeting notes and keeps you completely organised. If you can think it, you can make it. It's become an integral part of our podcasting toolkit and we're calling it self-care. 
Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash self-care club. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash self-care club and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show. Notion.com slash self-care club. This week at Sukarnov. On the latest episode of Between the Lines with Melissa Reddy, Melissa speaks to footballer Lee Nicholl, who in 2019 was hacked and had intimate footage leaked online. Lee opens up about the impact it had on her and how she came back from it. The first mental impact, it was sheer shock. It was panic attacks. It was shame. It was guilt. I think I felt every single sense of emotion. It felt a little bit like grief, as if I had lost someone, but I hadn't lost someone. The only person I think I'd lost was myself. Meanwhile, on the latest On the Continent on Football Ramble Presents, Dotton, Andy and Miguel Delaney unpack everything surrounding the Super League and how it has changed football forever. When you watch a Champions League game, when you watch, say, Manchester United in Champions League, Real Madrid in Champions League, it's not just a match, it's that every single minute of the match is imbued with seven decades of history. The Super League which would, has none of that. I was getting quite sad for that, that we were, we were going to lose this and have to face this monstrosity. All that and a whole lot more at Sukarnov. Newsflash. This week's wellness newsflash comes from womensagenda.com. They are a small hub team of journalists and editors sharing news affecting how women live and work. I just, I'm dying to know your thoughts on this, Nicole. The title is The tampon removal glove created by men that got investor backing is an example of a broken system. Oh my God. Wait. I mean, do you even need to read the article? I do, because you need to hear it. Did you know that those who menstruate need a disposable glove to remove a tampon? <laughs> well, neither did I. But two men in Germany have decided that we do. So they have created pinky gloves to help. Just pull on the disposable glove prior to removing the tampon or pad and you don't have to touch a thing. Better yet, the glove then turns into its own bag that can go into the bin. Presenting the idea on German TV to the Dragon's Den reality show, these founders then found another man who decided the pinky glove was a good idea, investor dragon Ralph, who backed the idea with 30,000 euros. All men. All men. Correct. That have never had a period in their life. The light bulb moment for pinky gloves came after the male founders spent time living with women where they realised there was no good solution when it comes to the disposal of tampons. They said they made it their mission to find a solution that makes life easier for all women when they have their periods. They particularly wanted to create a safe feeling for women and offer something that is appealing and stylish. Because nothing says stylish like a pink <laughs> disposable glove with a used tampon in it. Sorry, what what is the problem with taking it? What's the complication with taking a tampax out? And... Do you feel unsafe whilst you're doing it? I can't say that I feel unsafe. Do well, you? I No, because I'm in a private toilet. I would if I was in the middle of a park. But what's uns- why do we need to feel safe with taking out a fucking tampon? And by the way, if there's a problem that needs to be fixing, let it be fixed by a woman who understands the actual problem. Let me continue. Okay. Most tampons have a string to assist their removal and even applicators. Most bathrooms have loo paper and running water. It's not hard. It's not a problem. And if you really want a glove, most supermarkets sell disposable gloves at a fraction of the cost of a pink one. In fact, what the founders are essentially creating is another pink tax, where women pay the additional cost of feminine marketing and colours for a product that is often already available or worse, that they don't need at all, e.g. pink razors. No one needs a razor to be pink but they make them pink because they're special for us, special pink tacks. They're much more expensive than the men's My razors blue ones. are pink. There you go. 
Ultimately, this is the real point. It's the dramatic investment gender divide that's highlighted here. Just 2.8% of venture capital funding internationally went to female-led startups in 2019, a figure that has dropped to 2.3% in 2020. Oh my God. Just 12% of decision makers in venture capital firms are women and most of them still don't have a female partner. Very telling that the same TV show that awarded the male backers of Pinky Glove the support they needed did not award any investment to Uai, a Berlin-based startup that sells period underwear and nursing bras. The founders of the Pink Glove have received a lot of feedback on social media since their appearance, but they don't look set to give the investment dollars back, suggesting suggest the money goes elsewhere or give up on their pink menstrual product idea. Rather, they've released a statement saying they have not dealt adequately with the subject and they will be rethinking the product. Women's health is ripe for further innovation and investment. And as we recently noted here at womensagenda.com, some truly great things happen when women are given the opportunity to pursue their ideas and help find solutions that make women's lives easier and give them more control over their health. Uh, there is also Modibody. There's, um, Didn't a, we use Modibody? Yes, that we did. There's a device that supports women who have menstrual cramps. There's a prescription delivery service. There's um, all these things. That, that could be invested into. Uh, and they all aim to directly target waste associated with pads and tampons, not create additional waste, which is what the pinky glove does. Well, also, it's saying like we need to cover our hand to take a tampax out because it's somehow disgusting if we touch it. God forbid you should touch your own menstrual blood. And then wash your hands. Oh my God, it's a shocking and, and idea. And that's the part that just pisses me off. Well, it all pisses me off. A, periods are disgusting and dirty. You don't ever touch your menstrual blood. B, you need a glove. C, the glove has to be pink. And it's another thing to dispose of. <laughs> it's, it's just creating more waste and it's a waste of money. Uh, it's just, And it's designed by men. I wouldn't have such a needle about it if women, but women wouldn't design it. That's why it hasn't been designed. Correct. We've got a new section, Nicole. We have. We're very excited about it. Once a month at Self Care Club, we're going to be bringing in TV producer Michelle Kirshner-Grant and she is going to tell us about and review the world of self-care and wellness in film and television. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Lovely to have you in the studio. I'm really a little bit overexcited. I might pee a bit. Oh, please don't pee. But I'll get you, you a glove. We'll get a man to invent a product to help you with that. <laughs> if it could be pink, that would be ideal. Oh, okay. I'll put that in the memo. Uh, Michelle, Hello. you have been a TV producer for over 20 years. I'm very old. You have worked on all the shows that we are all obsessed with. First Dates, Children in Need, Bake Off, my favourite, X Factor, I'm a Celeb, I everything. Have. Yes. It's all factually correct. Okay. <laughs> and you also began your career in children's TV at the BBC. I did. Right. Many then moons ago. Then moved to, an Aust uh, moved to Australia, yep. became a producer for Nickelodeon and produced two series of Australian Big Brother and four series of British I'm a Celeb, then came back to the UK to work on X Factor and... Help Andrew Lloyd Webber find his Joseph at BBC. I loved that show. It was a very good show. Loved it that was show. amazing. I loved that show too. Then you went to New York. I did. You've had the best time. I've had quite a fun time. It's true. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not been boring. I've not been sat in accounts. <laughs> <laughs> this is Michelle from Accounts. She's never worked on TV and she's going to be our TV. No. Uh, you did America's Got Talent. Yep. In New York and then returned again to the UK where you were Noel and Sandy's producer on The Great British Bake Off. I will be getting all the info on that later. Uh, you've also <laughs> series produced How to Lose Weight Well and most recently Teen First Dates, which I have to say was 
genius. Why, thank you. Loved it. And Michelle is coming to the self-care club to bring us all of TV wellness, what's going on in the world of TV wellness, because she has got her ear to the ground. And what is the most impressive achievement of Michelle's life is that she's a very good friend, personal friend of mine. What an achievement. <laughs> that, that is one of my life highlights, it's got to be said. It I've really always is. wanted to work with you, Michelle. I Welcome. Know, here I am. Yay. It's very exciting. Come on, Michelle, tell us what's going on in the world well, of TV. Well, ladies, what I thought I would do this week is um, look at one documentary that I think is absolutely brilliant in the world of self-care that I will go into in a minute. And following on from that, touch on something really very relevant that has happened this week in TV that I think is very important that listeners um, know about, hear about. Um, And then finally, maybe kind of like move on to a little bit of feel good, something that will just kind of like make us all feel good and happy because quite frankly, everyone needs a little bit of that at the moment. So to kick things off, um, and it might be something that people have already seen before, Possibly, but I think it's a classic and I hadn't watched this even though I knew about this amazing woman. So Brene Brown, who is, I'm sure, no stranger to you, Nicole. I don't know whether you know about her, Lauren. Well, I began the podcast by always calling her Bene Brown and then Nicole was like, it's Brene. (laughs) And we're never going to get her on the show if you get her name wrong. So that, 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 (laughs) I'm not that familiar, but I know who she is. Well, she says at the very beginning of this documentary that she normally got called Bernie Brown. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) You know, so you're... (laughs) So you're one up from that. Um, So this documentary on Netflix was actually made in 2019. It's called Call to Courage. Um, And if you don't know about Brene Brown, she's basically spent the last kind of 20 years of her life studying shame, vulnerability, courage and empathy. Um, And she's pretty incredible. What Mm. I really loved about her, I mean, she, she is obvious. She's American. She's from Texas. um, And she definitely has that kind of like, very American way of talking. However, she is really quite funny. Oh, she's hilarious. And relatable and enjoyable and self-deprecating and um, engaging and warm. And I just wanted to listen to every single word that she said. She says something very funny in it. Live tweeting your bikini wax, not vulnerability. That's when she's explaining what vulnerability is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so this call to courage is—it's basically a bit like a TED talk. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so she sort of like she she and she refers to her original TED talk, um, which I'll explain a bit, bit in a minute. But essentially, this is this is her standing on stage to an to an audience back in the days that you could still have more yeah. than three people in a room, <laughs> um, and talking about vulnerability and and all that goes with that. Um, and her her core sort of message is that you absolutely have to be vulnerable in order to be brave. Yeah. So, um, you know, she says, you know, you, you can, there's this whole idea that, um the reason why, you know, people aren't achieving as much as they might want to achieve is because they're completely ignoring their vulnerability. Mm. And um, so so that is her her big yeah. message. Yep. And she's just really engaging and really funny. But the one bit that I felt was really relevant to the next thing that I'm going to go on is when she starts to talk about what happened to her when she did her very first TED talk. So she thought that it was going to be to literally like 500 people in a uni- in a university in her hometown where she really kind of like just was as vulnerable as she has ever been in a public space. And um, 
this talk that she did then ended up being put on YouTube and shown to the world. And rather than being seen by 500 people, was shown by millions. It's, seen the most, by millions. it's the most watched TED Talk of all time. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Gosh. Yeah. yeah, it's really. And um, But she hadn't expected that. And she was told by her husband, when, when she started to realise that this was getting very popular, her husband said, whatever you do, don't read the comments. <laughs> oh, whatever you do, don't read the comments guess what she did? Well, who could resist that really? And so she read the comments and she says, she says, you can study shame, yet you are never prepared for the terrible things online, the terrible things that people say. It is the cesspool of humanity. (laughs) It's so true. true. And people said the most horrific things to her. Mm. For example, less research, more Botox. (gasps) They also said, of course she embraces imperfection. What choice would you have if you looked like her? Yep. Fucking hell. They also said, she should wait and talk about worthiness when she loses 15 pounds. (gasps) And they also said, I feel sorry for her husband and children. I hope someone kills her. Oh my (gasps) God. She's what's wrong with the world today. Have you seen the TED Talk? It's incredible. I'm a bit shocked by that. It's really shocking. Especially once she delivered the most wonderful TED Talk. If she was a man, do you think any of the comments would have been about her weight? His appearance no. or his weight? No. No. No, because it's just that is just not a conversation. I mean, you could still slag him off, but do you think no. you would say about a man like no, about I feel lo- sorry for his wife? He and needs kid, to lose fifteen to lose pounds. Lose- Never. Never. <laughs> wow. It's unanimous. Unanimous. So, you know, that really struck me just kind of, you know, and that that was a few years ago. Mm. I think that was in 2012 <clears throat> or 13 when she first did that TED Talk. And, you know, and, and she was receiving those kind of comments then. And, and she just, you know, she then talks about how she dealt with that, which was basically by eating peanut butter and watching Downton Abbey. Um, mm. But, um, you know, so she talks a lot about that. Self-care. Um, self-care. <laughs> um, hashtag. And then she kind of talks about how she got over that and, and you know, about how the idea that there are, unless you are putting yourself out there yeah. and really showing up and yeah. being brave, yeah. and she talks about being in the arena, unless you are in the arena fighting, getting dirty, yeah. if you're in one of the cheap seats yeah. watching what's going on in the arena, you have got no right to comment. Yeah. You can comment when you are in the arena. If you yeah. are showing up as much as I am showing up, yeah. then you can comment on something about me. But while you're in the cheap seats, mm-mm. you don't get a voice. You don't get a voice. Yeah. Or you have a voice, but I am literally going to step over that. Nice. So I thought that was really an important yeah. message. Yeah, it is. Particularly in the context of something else that happened this week with somebody in telly. Charlotte Crosby, mm. known for being on Geordie Shore. Um, she's a reality star. She's very popular in that world. And there was a program on Channel 5 last week, which I hasten to add has now been taken off Channel 5 due to the um, amount of complaints. Uh, And it was called Celebrities, What's Happened to Your Face? It's just, just disgusting. How can this still be allowed? Well, so here's the thing. So I, when I first noticed, when it first 
became apparent to me that um, Charlotte had released a statement about this program. I thought, well, what's the fuss about? Mm. Had a quick look at it. Mm. Episode one uh, was basically all about Simon Cowell and Madonna and dissecting what they may or may have not mm-hmm. had done to their face. Mm-hmm. By the way, who fucking cares? Yeah. Um, that's, you know, that's the bottom line. But apparently still in 2021, people really care whether Simon Cowell's had fillers and whitened his teeth. I mean, really. <laughs> so <laughs> just change the genes. I don't mind the face. I mean, I just don't <laughs> the care. Hair. I don't even mind the hair. I just don't care. No, I don't care. I don't care. It doesn't take up any of my day. No, Literally. I will sleep fine if Simon Cowell insists. Just just as long as you've got your grounding sheet, you're (laughs) good to go. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But Charlotte's uh, statement. Can I read Charlotte's statement? Because it's... She's a young girl, isn't she? I actually read it and I thought... I haven't seen the documentary. I just thought, good for you. I haven't seen the documentary, but I also read the statement whilst watching my son's football game. And I thought, mm, you're a young girl and this has happened to you. And whatever people may think of you, this ain't nice. Correct. So Charlotte wrote, she released a statement, she released it on Instagram. Um, she wrote, in 2021, a main UK channel and production company believed it would be a good use of airtime to dissect my physical appearance. I have seen how many of you saw it, switched off and complained. Many not even fans of me, just good people who know right from wrong. Thank you for that and for your messages of love and support. I'm aware I have put myself and my face in the public eye. TV and broadcasting have given me and my family a life we could never have dreamed of. I enjoy it, I'm enormously grateful for it, and many of my respected closest friends work within the industry. I have had a public battle with my appearance and have had to go through personal trauma and issues of self-confidence in the spotlight. I like to think I'm an honest, balanced person. I get it. I understand the interest. One quick Google or look at my Instagram page, you'll see how intensely I've been targeted by trolls and how I've learned to ignore the hate, focus on the positives and work on loving myself again. It's a process. It's taken time, compassion, personal and professional support. At a time when the broadcast and media were backing a policy of be kind, Channel 5 and Crackett Productions decided to commission this one hour special on their, their words, rubber-lipped Charlotte. <gasps> These experts dissected my plastic face with disgust, discussing my fluctuating weight with images, and then decided to flash up the worst troll comments from the past five or six years. I want to say here for context, when this was commissioned last March 2020, my agent found out about it and was appalled. She very clearly outlined Cracket Productions not just how immoral and insensitive it was, but how detrimental this would be to my mental health. They ignored her, despite repeated correspondence, and ran with it regardless. We only found out this week when, the t- when it was in the TV listings that it was still going ahead. Unbelievable. Dealing with trolls is one thing. You ignore, you block. But where are we as a society where the trolls are the mainstream TV channels? Yep. Will they now take responsibility for my dip in mental health and my plummeted self-esteem? Do they take responsibility for the resulting press from the show, again discussing how shocking my face is? Channel 5 have a list of mental health helplines on their website. Is this for viewers or the subjects of their poor choice in programming like me? Broadcasters are so keen to do psych tests for shows, yet at the same time give space to programs which destroy the mental health of its subject. That hour could have been used to host a mental health documentary. That hour could have educated the public in the many issues and good causes which need publicity. That hour didn't need to go after a 31-year-old woman for her appearance, her choices and rubber lips. When is enough enough? Just because we're in the public eye doesn't mean we aren't human. 
Fortunately, I'm strong enough to deal with it, but many aren't. Wow. That is powerful. A really, really, really powerful message. And, you know, there are, you know, people who will have their opinions about Charlotte Crosby. She may not be to everybody's taste. But what she has been through by this program, I just think, I mean, it's sort of all there in the statement. What what is going on if in 2021 programs like that are still being commissioned? It really, you know, I'm... But then next week they'll put on something about mental health. Correct. And it's just a joke. They don't... People do not, production companies are not seeing their their place in the mental health movement. They're not seeing where they're responsible. The press don't and the production companies don't. And that really needs to start yes, changing. But very happy to jump on the hashtag be, be kind, kind when Caroline, when Caroline Flatt Flatt takes Flatt. her life. Yeah. 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 So yes. look, none of us are going to Channel 5 for decent, well-rounded programming. We know what they turn <laughs> out. And Char- but Charlotte Crosby aside, if you take her out of it... The bigger picture is it's okay for all of us to sit around and slag off people's appearances. It's okay for us to say revolting things about them. It's not okay. No, but what I'm saying is when you put a program out there, it normalizes it for everybody. So we, you know, everyone sits in that space of it's fine. It's fine to feel like that and say it and type it and troll it, troll people on Instagram. But but it's so damaging. And we had a discussion here in this very studio a couple of weeks ago about Khloe Kardashian, about how they released an unedited photo of her body. And she got very upset about it and then released a statement because she got trolled and all the hate speech and all of that. So now we're sitting here two weeks later talking about pretty much the same thing. These women are not for our consumption. They are not. I know that we have been for many, many years, but it's got to fucking change. It's enough. Women are now speaking out about their mental health. And if we don't stand up and listen, then who is going to? It just feels so incredibly dated. It feels yes. like something mm, that does. would have gone right. out in 2001, you know, followed by botched celebrity bodies, followed by, yeah. you know, my life with, you know, Michael Portillo on the moon or some absolute <laughs> nonsense. Yeah. Like it just feels it such dated. a really dated. And and you just kind of think, and, and when Channel 5 pulled the programme, they said, um, you know, despite being Ofcom compliant, we have taken blah, blah, mm. blah, blah. They blah. did apologise, didn't they? They, they yeah. apologised for any upset right. caused. And they, not their part and, in it. And they, and they made it very clear that it was Ofcom compliant. My point to that is that's a bit like me going to a restaurant, having a really nice meal, not being presented with the bill, walking out and then going, oh, oh, sorry, you didn't give me the bill. I didn't realise yeah. I had to pay. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit like, well, no, no, no. You knew what you were doing was yeah. wrong, but you're just kind of going, oh, well, it was Ofcom compliant. Yeah, and, absolutely. And the thing is, is that having worked in TV, as we've established for quite a number of years, I know how many people an edit takes. Mm. So you're going through the casting process. You're going through the archive process. You're going through producers who are watching the program. You're going through executive pro- producers who are watching the program. You're going through commissioners who are watching mm. the program. You're going through lawyers who are watching the program. You're going through press. Like how many people no one watched stood up. this program yeah. before it went on air saying, this is okay. This is this is what feels yeah. right and relevant. Well, how and many, kind. in your opinion, twenty five people watched that before it went out? Yeah, at, at least. least, and not one at of least. them said a word. I mean, pe- well, they, they, they would have, have they they would have talked about they would have talked about it in terms of what is okay in terms of the Ofcom guidelines. Right. Now, 
you know, but not about how damaging it can be to a woman's mental health. Not about what would have done to her mental health. Not about whether it's within the Ofcom guidelines. But is this morally okay? That's my that's my issue with it. And also, why are women, men? feeling the need to go and change their faces and whiten their teeth and stick fillers in their face. Why? Well, it all chicken. starts from a place, but it's a right? chicken and, and egg situation. Um, but That's wouldn't wouldn't thing. that be a more docu- a, a more interesting documentary? Yes. Wouldn't it be more interesting to say to Charlotte, "We are really interested to find out why you have yeah. felt the need to do this yeah. all this years." We're looking at um, women and men who feel the need to kind of make themselves look younger, prettier, fuller lips, whatever. What is that about? Well, because it's looking at a problem and it's pointing fingers that people don't want to take responsibility for. Yeah. Basically. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so that was quite an upsetting, mm, yes. you know, and, and I'm part of a kind of telemums uh, committee. There's an organisation called telemums and we've all been up in arms about it and just, just like this has got to stop. And that's when, how change when are the, well, Exactly. This is how change yeah. happens. When are programmes like this yeah. going to stop being commissioned? And, and the answer is hopefully now, now yeah. that kind of Channel 5 has gotten, OK, we'll, we'll take yeah. it off our streaming platforms, etc. Yeah, but not apologise for it. it well, been bigger than that. they've apologised in a, I'm sorry you feel that way. It, I was just about to say that before. That's exactly like I've sat there and screamed at you and you've said to me, it's not okay for you to scream at me. And I say, it's sorry, I'm sorry you feel that way. Right. Not I'm sorry. I that is going to be a week, by the way. Yeah. How to give a heartfelt apology. Yeah. And do, must do that. Mm. Well, what have you got in terms of feel good stuff? Well, a little bit self-serving, but I think that if you want to really feel good this week. We do. Mm. Tomorrow night, mm-hmm. there's yes. an episode of First Dates Hotel. <gasps> Love it. I love it. And honestly, <laughs> Calm honestly, down. the credits, the cre- the opening credits start and you see Fred driving along a little open top car oh, yeah. in Italy, open skies, beautiful buildings. And you just lean back and go, oh, <sighs> and yeah. it really is that feeling of just Did imagine- you go to Italy? I did go to How Italy. lovely. Yeah. Back in... Were you in the car behind 1947 Fred? <laughs> when we were able to travel. <laughs> we just call it BC now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I, 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 but I call BC before children. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Mm. I, don't, an, I don't remember that. No. That's another conversation. <laughs> um, anyway. So what channel um, is it on? Channel, channel it's on Channel 4. Channel 4. I think it's on at 9 o'clock. Should mm. probably have researched it that. It is anyway. on at 9 o'clock. Oh, thanks. It's one of my thanks. faves. <laughs> Um, and it's actually the last one in this current series, which means because we actually made a lot of episodes when we were out there back in 2019, uh, when we could still travel um, and, and live. Um, uh, and uh, so this is the last one in the current series and it's a goodie. And um, there are some really sweet, uh, lovely couples on there. You know the best one of that? And I I have to say, I was always a bit hesitant about First Dates Hotel because it was a change from the format. I don't like change. Mm. <laughs> so when they weren't in the restaurant, I wasn't down with it. Then I thought, oh, watch it. Oh, my God, Nicole, there was this couple, right? Well, actually, it was just a man. Gay man, lives in the middle of Plotsville nowhere. And he's like in his 30s, l- late 30s, good looking, really into horses. And just he's like, listen, I'm like literally the only gay in the village. There's no one here. I know everyone. I've dated a few people. They're like farmers, whatever. Anyway, along comes this guy to date him. He rents his horse boxes from him in the same village. And someone had done some funny joke where they'd put up that he was engaged. So this guy always thought that this other guy was like engaged to be married, but he wasn't at all. He was single and it was... Oh, are they still together? I think they are. 
They live in the same village. They're both into horses. They both liked each other. They had the best date. And then they went back to the countryside together. That was, it was so gorgeous. You forgot a key bit of the story. What? Go on. The name of his horse. Big Willie. There you go. Yes. Oh my god. Oh my god. I pay attention, Michelle. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my fucking god. They were cute. They were very cute. Like I get why Michelle remembers the name of the horse. She worked on it. Like, but you, you've got no excuse. <laughs> my memory's good. Anyway, so if you want a little taste of Italian sunshine, and yeah, quite frankly, who do. doesn't? Yeah. And you know, lots of kind of like watching lovely people jump into a pool and sip cocktails by a pool. I mean, it just it just oh. transports you into okay. that. And you watch people kind of like their eyes meeting and mm. all of the kind of flirting and sweetness and warmth that goes into when you kind of like meet somebody for the first time and you kind of think, ooh. Um, and uh, there's, I'm not going to give anything away, but you will, might have a little tear but you'll also have a little smile on your face. So Channel 4, tomorrow night, 9 o'clock. Correct. And Call to Courage, how do people find that? The Brene Brown. That is on Netflix. Great. So just Netflix, Brene Brown, Call to Courage. Thank you. And uh, don't watch the Charlotte Crosby documentary because you can't because Channel 5 acts. And even if you could, you're now not allowed being a self-care clubber. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much for having me, ladies. Oh, my God. It's been fab. It's been joyful. And we will be back here in a month when you'll bring us more of your recommendations. Yes, I will. Nicole Goodman. Yes. What are you doing for your own self-care this week? Well, back at the gym, as I said, that's just been glorious. I have also got a new hobby. I've decided to start spinning again. I used to be so into spinning and I went to a studio called Override, which is near me. It's a new spin and fitness studio based in North London. It's got dedicated beats and power rides using amazing high grade spin bikes. It is so cool there. Great music, great instructors free parking, daily classes, plus beginner and teen rides, which Daisy, my 13-year-old, has even been doing. They're currently outdoors because they are COVID compliant, um, but you do get warm very quickly. And the studio want to offer our listeners a very special offer. So you can book using the website www.overridespin.com or GoFox app. So you can use either and you just search for Override Spin. And to receive a special self-care offer of three classes worth £45, uh, you'll get them for 30 oh. So you can email natalie at overridespin.com, quoting self-care, and the team will set you up. My favourite class was Natalie's class, I have to say. She was absolutely fucking brilliant. Pushes you. It's fun. Music's great. Can't recommend it enough. Could you do more exercise? Yes, I could. I can't go till Thursday. This week. Oh, <laughs> and then Adam, Adam, he gets out of the shower this morning. He goes, you know what? Because he had a PT this morning. He goes, why don't you take my PT this morning? He goes, I don't need it. And you're very shouty. <laughs> <laughs> that was very clever husbanding there. I didn't take him up on it though. Oh, maybe you should have done. I haven't been shouty here. Have I? I wasn't I wasn't saying you were shouty. What do you mean shouty? <laughs> I haven't been shouting. <laughs> Anyway, so that's been my main self-care this week. What have you been doing? Well, I have got deeply, deeply into a show called Your Honour, Brian Cranston. Oh, Adam watches that. Oh, my Lord, edge of your seat stuff. Oh, it's quite dark. Well, you know I'm going to say. Every time I mention something, I go, it's quite dark. (laughs) Michelle is still in the studio with us. Now, can I just say that every time 
We talk about Lauren's self-care and what she's doing. She just talks about TV. But how good is your honour? I mean, your honour is very good. I almost can't watch it. It's so good. It's quite painful. Yeah, it is. The whole situation, the whole premise. I saw the first episode. Oh my God. And quite gory. No thanks. But but we've been, Ollie and I have been watching it together and and we're loving it. And also, obviously, next Sunday, final episode of Life of Duty. I mean, Sunday cannot come soon enough, but also... Then what happens the following Sunday? We're just in like a No, void. you just get bereft. Then you've Completely got to start watching bereft. The Bold Type. <sighs> Not into that. Anyway, should I tell you what else I've been doing this week, Nicole? Yeah. I mean, you already know, but our listeners don't know. Uh, I, I've been... I've been Squatting. I've been going to the gym. She's been squatting. She's been doing dips. I've been going ups. to the gym. Did you ever think you would hear that come out of my mouth ever in a million years? <laughs> Got a problem with your script, Lauren. Yeah, I have. Uh, I've got a trainer. His name's Saeed. Do yep. you know him? I do. I do, actually. <laughs> I've trained with him a long time. I introduced you to him. He he makes me do squats. He does. And he's put me on a He diet. makes you do body weight squats. I promise you in a month you won't begin doing those. You will be, because you were moaning about them this morning. Oh, I hate oh. squats. What's I the point? I don't see the point of them. I hate squats. That's, that was the, but you didn't even say Hello. Did you? You just said, I hate squats. I just got in the car and went, I hate squats. (laughs) I don't see the point of them. Well, and I promise you, in three weeks time when you're stronger, you're going to wish he was giving you bodyweight squats. I think I might be dead in three weeks. Don't say that. Don't say that. I feel like I'm talking to my child. You can't say things like, take it back. Take it back. Take it back. <laughs> can't put that shit out into the unit. You can't. Okay. Take that back. It's 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 not been a fun week. He's also put me on a diet plan. So along with the hideous exercise, I'm on no sugar, no alcohol, no bread, no pasta, basically just no life. But, but we are what? going to dedicate a whole show to it. So don't say too much. That's all I'm saying. Okay. That's my self-care this week. That's good I've watched stuff. telly and I've been in the gym. That's okay. like me. I'm slowly morphing into the car. I've got a very nice podcast that I listened to this week. Yeah. Jay Shetty. Yeah. Uh, on Purpose, which I used to listen to religiously. Yeah. And I haven't listened to him for ages. Anyway, he does an episode with Will Smith. It is oh. incredible. I love Will Smith. Because Jada gets a lot of airtime these days. Well, he's also very motivational and very okay. inspiring. Yeah. And is on his own spiritual journey. Yeah. Um, and do you know him and his wife? Mm-hmm. They dedicate themselves to learning a new spiritual religion in full every year. Mm. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. I what? mean, if Adam and I get through Line of Duty, we're doing well. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what's it called? What's it called, the podcast? Jay Shetty on purpose with Will Smith. No, not by purpose. Did your children ever used to say that? I didn't do it by purpose. No. Because, you know, by accident. I did it by accident. I didn't do it by purpose. I used to anyway. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, and I really recommend it. And there's a lot of beautiful takeaways about spirituality and about self-growth. Cool. Can I just interject here with a little bit of a celebrity story? Come on. So back in 1804, when I worked on Life and Kicking. <laughs> yeah. Have um, you snogged Will Smith? Because if it doesn't end with a snog of Will Smith. Not oh sure. my God, she It has. doesn't end oh. with a snog of Will Smith. <laughs> really sadly, really sadly <laughs> in real life, it doesn't end with a snog of Will Smith. But Will Smith was a guest on Live and Kicking. Was like he? 150 years ago. And um, he was the nicest, kindest, warmest, politest guest I have ever experienced in any studio ever. I'm so pleased. To the point where after his little chat on the sofa with Zoe, he got up, 
He shook hands with every single cameraman, made sure he said hello to all of the kids in the studio, said thank you to everybody and was an absolute pure joy. I love it. I love that. So there you go. I reckon they've got a cracking marriage. Right. And also look how well that's been remembered. Like behave properly, be nice, be polite and people notice. Correct. Love it. Thanks for that. I had a similar experience with Hillary Clinton. Did you? I did. I didn't snog her. Well, that would be a whole other Anyway, I met her once when I was also working in telly. No, that's not how I know Michelle. And she also did exactly the same as that. And I always stuck out in my mind. Mm. So no matter what you feel about Hillary Clinton, she was very polite. Don't they say be nice to people on the way up? Because you never know who you're going to meet on the way down. They do. I don't think I'm going to need Hillary Clinton on the way up or the way down. Nicole, you don't know. Anyway, any podcast recommendations? Yes, a brand new one. A totally off-kilter. You always find the brand new ones. This is totally off-kilter for me. It's a story. It's fiction. It's called Soft Voice. Okay. It's fucking brilliant. It's about a, a woman who's always had a voice in her head driving her on to do good, the good things. Um, and and she calls this voice soft voice. She's nice. been listening to it since she was four. And suddenly, all of a sudden, one day out the blue, soft voice vanishes and in comes dark voice. We all have soft voice and dark voice. You know that, don't you? It's a great okay. podcast. I don't want to say too much more, but it's fictional. Go listen to it. Go listen to it. Really good. What we've got coming up in next week's show, Lauren? Next week, we are going to be doing ASMR. What does it stand for? Autosensory, don't know. Meridian response. That's the one. Is it? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> ASMR. ASMR. It's like the weird sounds that you get on YouTube. Google it. Google it before next week's show. Yeah, because it's going to be really interesting. Oh, it's a whole world of weirdness. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to be in touch, you can email us hello at selfcareclub.co.uk or come find us on Instagram at selfcareclubpod or you can go and leave us a review at Apple because that really does help out Self Care Club. It keeps us growing. Um, Take care of yourselves. Keep up your self-care and we will be back on Tuesday with ASMR. Bye-bye. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network. It says I went spinning to a studio called Override and then that's it. Turn it, flip it. No, 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 no. The other way. There we go. <laughs> oy, oy, oy. Thank fuck you're here. <laughs> Day one. Teach Nicole to turn the page. <laughs> <laughs> got a really bad headache and I'm just taking an antihistamine. Okay. <laughs>